The following is a lesson in a series on life, liberty, and property brought to you by Republic Keepers and is presented and discussed by the Attorney General of the Republic State of Texas, Chaplain Raymond. This lesson discusses a book by the same name, Life, Liberty, and Property, written by Charles A. Wiseman, of which can be purchased at his website, seek-info.com, at amazon.com, or small bookstores such as Brave New Books in Austin, Texas. The ISBN number for this book is 0-966-8921-9-4. Life, Liberty, and Property is an educational series for sovereign souls on the dry land, and the information about fundamental law and the unwritten constitution cannot be utilized by those individuals that are domiciled in the District of Columbia. To understand your domicile status, please review the two constitutions, two domiciles document on republickeepers.com. We hope you enjoy this lesson on life, liberty, and property. Okay, this is Chaplain Raymond. We're continuing uh, in Chapter 8 with a section called Possessing Property. The book is written by Charles A. Wiseman, and it's one I recommend strongly to all people who are have declared their domicile back on the land. It's a set of law you have available to you that you can... Uh, invoke and depend upon and it's the one law that your sheriff is obligated to honor possessing property there is a tendency in legislative enactments to prevent crime by making the possession of some item an unlawful act recent examples involve the possession of drugs certain guns, large amounts of cash, unregistered automobiles, or unlicensed dogs. The legal problems associated with these laws have, been, have frequently been exposed in cases dealing with the uh, possession of alcohol. In the landmark Weinheimer Hammer case, 13 New York 378, a law which required destroying all intoxicating liquors owned and possessed by any person was invalid as depriving people of property without due process of law. As an attempt to justify such oppressive laws, it has been common to say that such possession is prima facie evidence of intent to sell the alcohol. In Minnesota, such an act was passed, but the court said that it could not be constitutionally applied to the finding of a case of whiskey in one's garage. Possession in the eyes of the law is a perfectly innocent act. It is only the sale or possession with intent to sell that the law forbids and punishes. What the United States Supreme Court said in reference to possession of agricultural land by an alien is equally applicable to the possession of liquor. Possession is an act that carries with it not even a hint of criminality. To prove such possession without more is to take hardly a step forward in support of an indictment. 
That is Morrison v. California, 291 U.S. 8290. Yet, the statute here involved makes possession an act wholly innocent in itself, prima facie evidence which, if undisputed and unexplained, is competent and sufficient evidence of the commission of a crime. The legislature cannot, by its arbitrary will, give to a perfectly lawful and innocent act an unlawful and criminal effect, or draw from acts warranted by law, and which everyone may rightfully do, an unlawful, improper, and criminal intent. It is illogical to infer an illegal intent from mere possession of a case of intoxicating liquors at one's home or in one's automobile. Laws which attempt to make possession a criminal act are unlawful for three reasons. One, private possession has no relation to the public health, safety, or morals. Two, they deprive persons of property without due process of law. And three, such statutes create conclusive presumptions of law or fact as to one's guilt or of unlawful purpose due to mere possession. Now, continuing in the next section, miscellaneous cases on liberty and property rights. Now, this is the ending section in this book, and so we'll cover them uh, without going too much into them. I think they're here so that if you take an interest, you can probably look them up, read these particular cases, and get a great deal of understanding out of them. To further understand the nature of the rights of liberty and property, and the due process limitations and prohibitions upon government in dealing with them, the following case examples are offered. A statute was passed authorizing an officer of the Society for Prevention of Cruelty of Animals to destroy forthwith any animal found abandoned or not properly cared for. Under the Act, an officer of the society took a man's horse, which he believed was injured and not properly cared for, and killed it. The Supreme Court, uh, the Supreme Judicial Court of Maine, said the law quote contravenes an explicit constitutional mandate unquote, in that quote it deprived one of property without due process of law unquote. There was no notice and opportunity for a judicial hearing before the deprivation of property occurred. Case number two. A probate court made an offer directing two practicing physicians to examine a woman and ascertain the fact of her sanity or insanity. They reported that she was insane and that 
probate court thereupon made an order committing her to the care and custody of the state hospital for the insane and issued a warrant to the sheriff authorizing him to arrest her and convey her to that hospital. These actions were done under and pursuant to certain statutes which prescribe the course of procedure for the commitment of persons into public and private hospitals for the insane. The Supreme Court said, the state Supreme Court said, the laws in questioning are unconstitutional because they allow and sanction a denial of the protection of the law and the deprivation of the protection. They allow sanction and denial of the protection of the law and the deprivation of personal liberty without due process of law. Something popped up on my screen. I apologize. The objection to such a proceeding as that authorized by this statute does not lie in the fact that the person named may be restrained of his liberty, but in allowing it to be done without first having a judicial investigation to ascertain whether the charges made against him are true, not in committing him to the hospital or a jail, but in doing it without first giving him an opportunity to be heard. Case number three. During the era of prohibition, a Delaware law was passed providing for the seizure and sale of automobiles used in transporting liquor where its sale was prohibited. The act was held invalid as it failed to provide notice or opportunity for one to be heard in defense of his rights. Case 4. In cases where statutes have been passed authorizing a game warden to seize and forfeit to the state without a hearing beforehand, all gun, guns, dogs, decoys, and fishing tackle used by any person hunting or fishing without a license, when such license was required by law, the acts are unconstitutional and void. Such property is not illegal in itself and cannot be taken but by due process of law. Case 5. Where the people adopted a constitutional amendment which had the effect of depriving persons of property rights, it was held that an owner cannot be deprived of his property without process of law through the medium of a constitutional convention any more than they can through an act of legislation. Let me read that one again. Where the people adopted a constitutional amendment which had the effect of depriving persons of property rights, it was held that an owner cannot be deprived of his property without process of law through the medium of a constitutional convention any more than they can through an act of legislation. Case 6. A law which empowered cities to exclude 
the institution or maintenance of any business avocation on the property fronting on a boulevard violates the Missouri Constitution declaring that no person shall be deprived of property without due process of law as the use of a property is property itself. Legislative action has proven to be the most misused and dangerous power in the deprivation of private rights of liberty and property. History has shown that legislation is more often guided by human passion and desire than by fundamental law. New laws are desired which attempt to make all rights the mere creature of legislative gratuity. The terms life, liberty, and property cover every right to which one is entitled under the law of the land. In short, it embraces all that makes life worth living. And of such liberties, no one can be deprived except by due process of law. And that concludes the book Life, Liberty, and Property by Charles A. Wiseman.